No, no, go ahead. Huh? I said you was counting down, it was already recording. Mm -hmm. Still recording. And I'm not cutting You are just jamming with the hottest disc jockey. Disc jockey. <laughs> Holy smokes, everybody! That sound can only mean one thing. You are listening to the USB Podcast, the undisputed sports broadcast. You had to think about that for a second, right? No, I thought it elongated. <laughs> uh, once again, you are here with Pat Wick, and also, as always, I'm here with my tag team partner. Kamikaze, how the hell are you? I'm doing great. We got some new mics. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, once again, the coronavirus has provided us with not only uh, fear, but now we are feasting on these these brand new mics that Kamikaze had just mentioned. They're <coughs> wonderful. No longer are we subjected to just one mic. You know, five temptations, Kamikaze. One mic, and the coronavirus has blessed us. Once again, we are back, and we've got a whole slew of new segments to spit at you out there in the podcast world. Once again, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Dizzer. You can find us on all formats as far as where you find your best. Apple Podcasts, Google Pod, uh, some other shit. Just look us up. Undisputed Sports Broadcast. And once again, we remember like broadcast, not broadcast. That's right. Some people over there. Uh, that's a female podcast. We we not that. We're broadcast here, people. Once again, I'd like to give a shout out to our uh, advertisement, Dala, which is Carter's Barbecue, just playing good. Make sure you stop and check them out online at cartersbarbecue.com. Once again, locations in Mulberry and Lake Wales, just mm-mm good. Once again, like I said, we're serving up a lot of stuff here for you. Once again, we're about to get into it. So, let's not wait. Let's not wait, Kamikaze. Let's get right into it. Let's not hesitate. And, one. Trying to find a sound drop? Sound of Whatever. You're out. That was kind of perfect, even though that was an accident. What do you mean that wasn't an accident? There's no accidents in life, Kamikaze. You should know that. Tell my parents that. <laughs> Here we go. Coming 2020. All right. With all this COVID-19 uh, response actions happening out there in the world, we've got some positive news, don't we, Kamikaze? Finally. Sports is coming back. All of you out there have been pulling your hair and grinding your teeth at the aspect of watching Cornhole on TV. Hey, guess what? Your favorite, no matter what it could be, NBA, MLB, NHL, they're getting out there and they're actually getting protocols in place, getting their paperwork <coughs> in order, so to speak, and trying to come up with some type of plan to, sav to salvage this sports season. And, I, and Kamikaze, it, it's, it, it's great to hear once again that we are trying as Americans to... Get sports back on the air, my friend. Yeah. We, we were subjugated this weekend to a Tom Brady 
Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. I feel like this is as close as we're going to get right now, but Dude, we've got go. a plan. we got to go somewhere, bro. We've Please. got a plan. We've got a plan. You should have to get up there, would you? Because <laughs> that motherfucker you know, is trying. We have NHL now. It's been 75 days since NHL has hit the pause button on their 2019-20 season. They're coming out with new protocols as well. MLB is looking into different states to host these baseball games as well as opening their facilities back up. The NBA is looking into Walt Disney World Kamikaze. Yes, and we have a target date. We have a target date. July 22nd, the NBA is targeting for reopening the season. There are go ahead, there are multiple uh, different formats that they're playing with. Nothing's concrete, but it's hope. And that's what we're here It news? is breaking news when it comes to sports kamikazes because I'm about to break out this house. I thought about it myself. I was going to watch my favorite sporting event here, but I feel like my first big sporting event kamikaze, my first big one, I'm going to strap on that brand new jersey of yours or whatever sporting event is available right now. Probably be my Laker gear if I feel this right. I think NBA will grasp this. Hope You know, in, in, in all retrospect, kamikaze, I feel like baseball should have had their plan in place. It's not a game where people meet up as much. Right. The only time you're going to really meet up is in the dugout, right? Is in the dugout, on first, on third, or maybe a close play at home, or maybe the batter, you know, a little bit close to the catch of the umpire. But, I mean, we've got face masks. You've seen Korean baseball, how they've operated with masks and tampering with the whole, you know, 1,000 fans in there. I feel like MLB should have really been the... The flagship of a league in the United States that that kind of was on the cutting edge of this, and I feel like they've kind of dropped the ball. They haven't really been on the cutting edge of ideas where I feel like their sport is one of the easiest to protect right. against. Right, and I 100% agree. But I'm not going to dwell on what people should have done. I'm just going to be excited that sports is actually in talks to being, you know, a real thing again. You no, 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 Kamikaze, are you going to cry? Are you going to be joyously crying? Because um, I'll tell you right now, Kamikaze. I'll probably shed a tear. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Kamikaze. I, the first minute I see Mr. LeBron James stepping onto that L.A. Staples Center, I will know that I am back to the real world once again. And that's where I want to be. I want to be in the real world again, watching my sports. So, yeah. uh, with the NBA targeting the July 22nd date for reopening, uh, Dame Lillard was interviewed, and he was asked about, you know, how you feel about the NBA reopening? Obviously, and obviously, very opinionated guy. He definitely says what's on his mind. This is definitely a paraphrase, not an actual quote. Nobody say that I said the Dame said because I ain't saying the Dame said. I'm saying the Dame said something of this nature that if the Trailblazers, if the NBA reopens and the Trailblazers aren't in a position to make the playoffs, he's not gonna play. He's gonna be sitting his ass on the bench. <laughs>
How do so you feel to, about that? To me, that was my lone wolf symbol because I feel like he's the only one out there that doesn't want to get back to work. Now, I granted, I understand there's a mentality when you're playing basketball that you're used to when it comes Just to Just remember, I, Drake Kamikaze, did not say that Dame did not want to get back to work. That was Pat Witt. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... In any aspect of this game, you should want to get back to play. Now, granted, I get it. There's a health factor. There's a family factor. But remember, he didn't with. say he, he didn't want to get back to play. What he said was if they aren't in a position to make the playoffs, he's going to be on the bench. So, well, something of that nature. I'm not, so, I mean, so not you're telling me, as, as now I'm a, a, a Blazers ticket holder. I'm a Blazers season ticket holder. I put my money to watch the Blazers play. And you're going to tell me... The flagship player. Franchise. The flagship player. The guy that they, they have put the most amount of money in franchise history is not going to play for me after I've worked my two jobs, Kamikaze, to come play for me? Now, granted, I, I kind of sounded like a little bit of a slave owner there, but honestly, that's how it works, right? The fans buy the tickets. The owners put the product up there. With the help of a general manager and a coach to put on a performance right. for a crowd that we have earned tickets for. I, I quote the great Steve Harvey. Hey, hey, I paid twenty four ninety five for my tack my ticket. Damn it, you yell. I ain't getting up. Exactly. I ain't putting my hand up. I paid my money to relax and watch a show. And I feel like Dave's forgetting that. You know, if you have an opportunity to play, then play the game, Dame. You supposedly love, right? But, I mean, I just think it's at this point, it's about winning championships for Dame. And if he can't win a championship, it's like, why play? You know? So that's all he's saying, you know? And I don't necessarily agree with it, but I can kind of respect it. You feel me? Like you said, that's their franchise player. Why risk a, a, a injury that could linger into next season, which is looking it's like it's going to come quicker than they're used to because of the delay in... You know, finishing the season. I will say this only to Dame cautiously. Be careful what you wish for, my friend. Be careful what you wish for because the fans you don't play for now may not be there for you later. And I will just leave it on that. And I'm just going to say, great point, Pat Witt. Let's move on. Dame ain't playing. That's on him. I'm sorry. Going into the last show there, Kamikaze, we kind of touched base on the draft and the, the obviously the picks of that draft. Um, I want to go into now, just to kind of backtrack, the surprises for you as far as that NFL draft. Right. So you want to talk about more surprises or... No, I want to talk about these surprises. I want to talk about kamikazes as far as what you thought was not maybe not inadequate, maybe not a pick you would have done, or just something that glaringly just stood out to you as far as what were they thinking? Um, let's see. Because, I mean, I've got a whole list here. I've got about at least... Ten different things that I want to shine on you a little bit and get my little bit of a 
that effect didn't work. But um, you know, I got 10 lists up here, and most of them have to do with offensive linemen. And just for me, how it all broke down as far as need to actually just skill set, because a lot of the guys, not a lot of the guys, one guy in particular went above all these highly talented offensive linemen. And to me, someone might get fired over one of these moves. I think my biggest surprise in the draft was that the Raiders just drafted, just took a bunch of receivers. My biggest, no, 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 I'm lying. All right, that's my second biggest surprise. The biggest surprise of the draft to me is that the Panthers took all defensive players. Not a big surprise here. Not a big surprise. Why not? Because they have what I consider still a remnants of somewhat of a good defense to me. So to pack the ball on that side, not to mention if you look at the NFC South, they'll be facing, you're facing Drew Brees, you're facing Tom Brady now, you're facing Matt Ryan. You want to get the ball into Christian McCaffrey's hands into Teddy Bridgewater's hands as much as possible. They need a defense to do that. Yeah, but my only issue with that is you just pay Christian McCaffrey. So that means you're with him for the long haul. You've already put a bunch of miles on on, 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 on that ride, you know? Like, you should have got him a running mate at some point in the draft to take the load off him once in a while. You know, he can't do everything himself. He's, he, I'm, I mean, no, I, white I, dynamite, but he can't do it by himself. I love Christian and, McCaffrey. And hopefully you'll see going into the uh, preseason, uh, maybe a few guys left off a roster that might get picked up by said Panthers team. But I, I've got to go with the guy from Baylor here. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he's offensive-minded. I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to see what he's going to put. And then going forward, because a lot of teams do it that way, Kamikaze. Uh, the Bucks, Jason Light, one year dedicated almost an entire draft to defense, and then of course went the exact opposite the year next and went offense. Right. So I mean, I mean, guys can can change their mind, Kamikaze. Um, I'm gonna go into what I was talking about: the offensive line and the fact that at the fourth pick, at the fourth pick, Kamikaze, Andrew Thomas. From Georgia, went to the New York Giants. It wasn't even in my top five offensive linemen. Now, how did the Giants miss on that? What? I'm gonna say, let's wait and see on it. Because think about he it. He wasn't even the best offensive lineman out of Georgia coming under this draft, Just Kamikaze. Thinking about it. Think about it. Last year, when the Giants drafted, we questioned it. Then when we saw their right. pieces play, we were like, okay, well, maybe that part made sense. Maybe that part made sense. Maybe we didn't see it. Let's give it a chance because right. maybe what they're trying to do, this guy fits them a little bit better, you know, than who we may have taken at that because I would have took maybe Jedrick Wills at that spot. Oh. Uh, if that would have been my first offensive lineman off the board. All right. Well, not not to mention you you missed out at number four. You're missing out at at uh, uh oh God, I'm gonna butcher this name so bad. 
Mikai Benton. Did I say that right? Mikai Becton. Mikai Becton. <coughs> Beast out of Louisville. Austin Jackson, we felt, was more athletic at the uh, offensive tackle position, uh, USC. Now, okay, here's one that kind of surprised me a little bit. Saints, death-wise, already have a great or a good serviceable center. Go out and pick out Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. Cesar Ruiz. And explain that one to me. Big surprise there. I can't center explain that. In the, in the first round. Because I thought for 100% sure that the Saints were going to take Patrick Queen. Thank you. There's no reason the Saints should have took. It might be Caesar, but I like to call people who name Cesar. Cesar. I like it. I like it. Don't Cesar Ruiz. A, a little spice in life. Um, you know, I thought the Ravens would end up just taking Caesar Ruiz just because he would he was the best player center position right at that time. Right. But when the Saints passed on Patrick Queen, we had the punch. You know, so. That that was a big surprise for me. Not the biggest surprise, but it was a big big surprise. So I, I agree with you on that one. And then I'm gonna obviously I'll I'll leave the most popular food. My fault. I didn't answer your question either. You said why would they do that? Mm-hmm. And to answer that question, because you can't have too much depth at the offensive line position. Agreed. Agreed. But center is always a position that you can always get in a third, fourth. Are you sure? Can't you? I mean, if the, you're a great drafting team, which the team you're discussing... I mean, don't so many teams is. boned up on their defense during this draft and their offense. Right. Offensive linemen. Not, I mean, the centers are... I hear what you're saying there, Kamikaze. It's not like centers aren't a big part of that offensive line. But to think that you can get uh, that type of player at 24 rather than the best player available... It just seems a little. Uh, no, you can bring that Obviously, I will never question Sean Payton. You know, he's got a Super Bowl ring. He's been a winning coach in the NFL. But I, it, it's just something I feel like Kamikaze that I could have probably got in maybe a third or fourth round. I could be wrong, but I just feel that way. I just could have gotten a second depth center position in later rounds. Well. When you speak of it like that, as just depth, then you're probably right. You should have waited later on. But maybe they don't think Max Hunger is going to be around for That's what I was thinking. A little bit of a lingering injury, possibly. Now, I'll save the the most popular tidbit. I just wanted to bring up one aspect. So many teams, Kamikaze... And I, I don't want to bring up any certain teams. I know certain teams are a little sour when it comes to the Ravens' flog. But definitely teams this year that were successful had running games. How did we not draft... Well, I'll, I'll say it a different way. How did we only draft one running back in the first round this year? Was there not talent enough for no, maybe no, no, two no, no, no. or three, possibly? No, I could have seen four running backs going in the first round. The problem is... The, this league don't value running backs the way they used Which to. Which is crazy, right? Well, I, I, I'm... The way they get shredded up, I mean, you're seeing a lot of successful teams now having two, three-back sets. Running backs is definitely a necessity, especially with some of the quality they had here. A lot of people had Cam Akers in their, in their first round. 
A lot of people He's had my fourth Jake. guy that I thought could have went. No, 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 he was not my. He was my fifth running back, but he wasn't the first round of him. And then he had guys like Jonathan Taylor possibly first to, to some teams. J.K. Dobbins first round. J.K. Dobbins. Brian Edwards Hilaire was a first rounder for me, but he was my fourth running back, and I had um, DeAndre Swift higher than him at third. So it my mind went Taylor Dobbins. Uh, Swift and Edward Hilaire. I'm going to say a lot of teams did what this soundbite is, and that's it. Mission failed. I'm sorry. So. I'm sorry. I don't think so. The one running back that went in the first round, like, he went to the perfect spot. Patrick Mahomes is going to love that new toy he has. Absolutely. But when he comes to Baltimore, uh, that shit is on. Uh, yeah. Wrong. No. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, man. We will get this dub this um, year. Mark my words. You heard it. What's the date? It's March 26, 2020. We will gosh. get this dub. Another Raven season up in, up in there. All right. Well, we, we'd, be, we'd be silly, Kamikaze, if we didn't mention the fact that, once again, the Green Bay Packers have selected a first-round quarterback at the 26th pick. Out of the university, I'm sorry, Utah State, uh, Jordan Love. What do we think about that? As far as just, I mean, obviously we saw success with it with Aaron Rodgers. They had him back up Brett Favre for, let's say, three to four seasons, I believe. Grew a luscious long locking hair, by the way, while he did it. But don't get me wrong. When you're behind a guy that long, even though he's not necessarily there to tutor you, you're learning things. You're picking up things. You're learning how he does it right. Are the do the Green Bay Packers have a have the right game plan when it comes to selecting quarterbacks late in the first round, Kamikaze, to where they can sit behind a perennial Hall of Famer and learn that way? Because you see a lot of teams. They, you know, there are a lot of teams that are putting their quarterbacks in in first year, not necessarily learning behind anybody. And if they are learning behind somebody, that veteran is getting his ankles nipped at constantly because he's always getting that pressure that this kid could 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 take my job. Do the Green Bay Packers have the amend the right mentality when they're telling this kid Jordan Love, hey, we're going to put you behind one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, a future Hall of Famer, a Super Bowl winner, and you're going to learn under the next two. Three now. Aaron Rodgers has said he wants to play in his forties. Is this a surprise for you, Kamikaze? The Green Bay has Green Bay figured out what a lot of teams can't, and that's time. Initially, it was a big surprise to me because I still feel like Aaron Rodgers. Although I think he's overrated, he's a really good football player. He's a really good quarterback, and I think he has a lot of years left. You know, in his league. You know, he's not at the point where I feel like he's in major decline or anything like that. But neither was Brett Favre at the time. Right. But, so here's why it doesn't surprise me anymore. Because, you know, Green Bay's brass, the GMs and all of them, they said that they're trying to be a quarterback factory. So they're looking at like a Patriots situation where they drafted Jimmy G, traded him. They drafted... uh, Jacoby Brissett trading him, you know, and got assets for future, you know, needs and things like that. 
just get, you know, drafting a quarterback, coaching him up, and then getting rid of him, you know. Whether he works out in this new spot, they still benefit. So they really have nothing to lose. It's either Aaron Rodgers goes and Jordan Love has the benefit of being on the bench, whether Aaron Rodgers is uh, helping him or not. You know, he has the benefit of being on the bench and watching Aaron Rodgers work. And Aaron Rodgers, though, I'll say this again, I think he's overrated. He's oh. not a bad person to learn the game of football. From. Not a bad person at all. I mean, don't be wrong, he's been an MVP multiple times, right? He's been uh, a Super Bowl champion. I don't he's know been about a su- multiple times. I believe so. I believe if you check your little tablet there, my friend, you will find that Aaron Rodgers is a multiple time MVP, and that's including a Super Bowl MVP, and that's including a Super See, Bowl championship. See, that's different. I thought you was talking about multiple league MVPs. No, he's won the league MVP at least twice. But I digress. I All I'm saying is that you've got a plan, I think, in Green Bay, and I think teams need to, to kind of take a page out of the Green Bay handbook here and say, listen, we don't need Aaron Rodgers is a one-time MVP. He won the MVP in 2011. That's it? Yes, sir. Google must be broken then. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, you asked me a fact check. A fact check. No, no, you're right. And Pat Wick is is landed flat on his face once again. Um, no, no, no. I just felt like me, like Aaron Rodgers. But you know what? You know, (laughs) you can laugh at me all you want. It's okay. That's what I'm here to do, Kamikaze. I'm here to entertain. That's what we both here for. I'm here to make people's lives a little better. I feel like if they listen to my voice or our voice in that in that scenario, I feel like we're bringing some type of joy. And we'll find out shortly what type of. Joy Jordan Love will give the Packers down the road. I don't know if it's going to be much. I, I don't think he's going to be what Aaron Rodgers was to Brett Favre in the end of in the end of it all. Oh no! All right. Well, those were our our surprises coming from the NFL draft this year. Anything else that we left off, Comicology? Um, I like to make sure I'm always you know. Making my list and checking it twice, so to speak. Surprised that Thaddeus Moss didn't get drafted, but that's not that big of a surprise. Was it? Was it a surprise? It's not a surprise to me because I don't think he. I, I don't think he's as good as the others think. But just the hype that he had around him during the draft process, the fact that he's Randy Moss's kid, I would have figured that oh somebody would have drafted him. I guess I don't give GMs enough credit because I wouldn't have drafted his ass either. I'd pick him up as an undrafted free agent because, I mean, you got yourself a great blocking weapon there, but... Try again. Maybe a long snapper? (laughs) And now you're just pulling shit out of your ass. (laughs) But, in transition, let's talk about... Um... Shit, what we really gonna talk about? Are we gonna do? Do you wanna do? Uh, you wanna let me Twitter real quick, or do you wanna fucking go into? So Kamikaze's laid this new this new thing on me, 
ladies and gentlemen, where he's getting on Twitter, and he's literally getting these rants with these different fans. And, and, and granted, these rants are deservable, because some of the things he comes at me in the living room, when I'm sitting here enjoying my 65-inch TV on my soundbar, trying to watch old Laker games, and I know, very sad, I'll play my music. He comes to me with these rants, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll just literally let you, let Kamikaze rant on his rants to you. So, what are we calling this bit, Kamikaze? Kamikaze's Explosion. Kamikaze's because Explosion. Like Pat Wood said, I'd be on Twitter, you know, just chit-chatting about sports and stuff. And then these people, they come with these stupid takes, and it just makes my head want to explode. And sometimes I can't type my response fast enough. You know, so... Today... So let's get ready, folks. Alright, let's get ready for Kamikaze's Explosion. So, let me tell y'all, I'm on Twitter today, right? And it's funny because I was like, damn, I ain't got shit for the segment. I ain't seen no trash takes in a minute. You feel me? So I'm scrolling down Twitter, and I see this post. It says, um, rank these four players, you know. And not a bad list. Not a bad list. Right. The, The players were Pascal Siakam of the Toronto Raptors. World champion. Okay. World champion, you know, Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics. Possible future world champion, yes. Ben Simmons of the Philadelphia 76ers. Can't shoot to save his life. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. Uh, survivor of COVID-19. Yeah. Yes, of so, course. Yeah. Compliments of Rudy Gobert. Absolutely. Great guy. I've Great guy. I like him. Hey, you Rudy, know? this is for you. <laughs> so, Aww. I said, Lights anyway, left. here's my response to that tweet. Anyway you rank them. Simmons is dead last. My list is Pascal Siakam one. He's a world champion. Can't argue with that. He's a shooter, defender, rebounder. Good player. Now, on this list, Kamikaze, can I, as Pat Wick, combat this list with my own list of the same five? If you choose, but let me finish the rank. Go right ahead. Second on my list was Boston's Jason Tatum. Because, I mean, the man got a chance to flex on fucking LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals, and he played fucking lights out that whole series. Not to mention former Duke player. Yeah, so I'm a little biased in that one. I had to put Pascal first because he was a champion. But if it wasn't for that championship, it would have been Tatum. Then I put Donovan Mitchell, you know, Mr. Uh, former Coronavirus himself. You know, no disrespect, I like him. You know, because, like I said, any way you rank him, Ben Simmons is dead last. This guy this guy comments on my list and said, yeah, let's put a defensive player of the year candidate and an elite player last. Bro. First off, since when was Ben Simmons a defensive player of the year candidate? Has he even won the award? No. <laughs> well, last time I checked. He it? won Rookie of the Year, and he didn't even deserve that. 
Donovan Mitchell did. <laughs> if he's part of the process, is he the is he the scoring process? Is he the defensive process? No. I know he's not the shooting process. If you ask this guy, he's the passing process. Because so, he, I said so. I said sorry. The rest are better over our players um, because they are. They can all shoot the ball. You know something Simmons can't do. I said, talk to me when Simmons attempts another three-pointer. This dude said... That might be a while, by the way. Right. Yeah, so... And, of course, with it, I, I put the whole, you know, Cat, work, Cat Williams from Pimp Chronicles. Don't worry, I'll wait. Don't worry, I'll wait. <laughs> so, he said, yes. So, let's throw out passing. Because Ben isn't a good shooter. And I said... Passing? We talking about Passing? Bro, I never said throw out passing, first of all, because I value passing. I'm a, I was a point guard. Obviously, I like passing. Um, but, I said, problem is, they all can pass the ball. Ben does nothing these other guys can't do. He's so mediocre, he had to switch positions. He's, he's to me, Kamikaze, he's a taller Russell Westbrook. But unfortunately, Russell Westbrook can actually shoot the ball every once in a while. Once in a while. At least Russell Westbrook can't shoot the ball, but at least he'll attempt a fucking shot. You know, can't so, you miss all of the shots you don't take. That's all I'm so saying. So let me ask you a question, and I'm just going to reiterate what you've already said. On your list, so if you got a guy passing the ball to another guy in Joel B with limited minutes... Who's doing your scoring for you, Kamikaze? Al Horford? Because <laughs> it's, it's sure as hell... Don't get me wrong. If you, if you lock in that paint on Ben Simmons, what's he going to do? Absolutely nothing. Go ahead, shoot that three, Ben. <laughs> so I agree with you, Kamikaze. This rant is justified. Yeah. I ain't even done with the rant. Go ahead. I'm just saying. Can I give it another boom? You can give it another boom. Somebody know. Do not come to me with mediocre arguments on Twitter. You can find me at USB underscore kamikaze. I'm telling you. Find them. I'm with the shits, and I got the patience. I'm always on it, and I'm always ready to argue. Challenge accepted. Goddamn right. All right. But... Do not come at me with mediocre arguments, one, because I know my shit. If I'm speaking about it, I know about it. I'm not going to talk about something I don't know about. It. If I'm wrong, trust me, I'll say I'm wrong. But I'm usually not wrong. So just don't come at me with the mediocre arguments. Say what? This man was talking about passing in a I league of scores. Come yeah. on now. And, and, and that's why Kamikaze... I let you deal with the Twitter, the, the Twitter hacks. Like, bro, show me when Ben Simmons put up, put up forty. All them guys on that list have put up forty at one point. Because uh, and this even Pascal. And this is why I let Kamikaze deal with the Twitter hacks out there. And I hate to call you Twitter hacks. I know some of you no, there have are. a valuable opinion out there. But I literally just listened to a guy on my couch today said that Lamar Jackson sucks. <laughs> And, and, and it, oh, and, and that's it, funny because that's what I was going to use for my segment today. But then this dude on Twitter was like, oh, I was like, oh, nah. <laughs> I mean, this guy legitimately looked at 
my friend here, Kamikaze, and myself. I am a Ravens fan. Whoop, whoop, big trust, motherfucker. And I am not, but I can sit there and watch a Ravens game and realize that Lamar Jackson was just flat out the MVP. And for him to sit there and say, oh, well, you can't win MVP on just being a runner, I wanted to smack this kid and say, did you? My man said, my man said, don't talk to me about a quarterback that can't throw for two, over 250 yards. Um, did you watch the playoff loss? My man had 600 total yards. 500 of them bitches were passing. Do Thank not you. tell me he can't pass the ball. My man had the best passer rating from the pocket last season. Dog, the MVP wasn't a fluke. I'm and and I'm not gonna talk too much shit. We got a couple new receivers and. We got some people with some reliable hands, and I'm telling you, y'all sleep on Baltimore because y'all think, oh, they get to the playoffs and they're going to choke again. I want y'all to keep thinking that because our GM saw what happened in that Titans game. He saw receivers dropping balls. He saw Lamar put the ball right in Seth Roberts' hands, and he let it slide right out. I, I, wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have agreed with Kamikaze normally, but the guy went back and showed me the tape. Ladies and gentlemen, he showed me the tape. There was at least four or five first Six. downs. I counted, <laughs> and there was at least two or three touchdowns that would have swayed the game. Absolutely, yes, bro, yes, bro. That were dropped point blank, and you could tell me, oh, Lamar threw the ball a little high. Well, he didn't throw it where the receiver couldn't touch the ball because it still touched those receivers' hands. Don't 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 play like my man is Jameis Winston out here. Once again, we'd like to thank. Our sponsor, Carter's Barbecue. Just plain good. You can find them in Mulberry and Lake Wales. Once again, get your parties catered by Carter's Barbecue. And once again, you can find Kamikaze and you can rant to Kamikaze. Where Kamikaze? USB underscore Kamikaze on Twitter. Please find me. Give me your takes. Let's debate it. If you trash, I'm going to tell you you trash. Right here on the USB Undisputed Sports Broadcast. I'm going to let you know. Challenge accepted. Way to go. Way to go. Now we're going to start a new segment here as far as Wix List. Now Wix List is going to be a top five or a top ten of just random things that are going on within sports, within life. Now, we have had the pleasure during this COVID-19 experience as far as to watching The Last Dance with Michael Jordan documentary. <laughs> it, it, it's been a definitely a, a history lesson going back down that road once again when... Damn, that just, thought, that just made me think of another trash Twitter tape. <laughs> well, we'll get to those. We'll get to those kamikaze. They've got to get them in so we can get them into the show. Right, and if we're going to double-deck them today because after you finish with this Wix list, I'm going to hit them with another kamikaze bump. So fucking last dance shit. So this Wix list kind of got me thinking. You know? Wix list. I want to look at... I want to I wanna go down this road as top five NBA dynasties... Without talking about Michael Jordan, because it seemed to me in that documentary, Kamikaze, that um, that it, 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 you saw what made Michael Jordan great, but then you saw what made Michael Jordan kind of a dick. And to me, you could have both. But I wanted to go down this road with you, Kamikaze, because I know I'm a little bit of an older guy. 
And I want to go down this list, and I want your opinion when I go down this list. I'm gonna give you my opinion as best as I can, but you know, you talk, you going, you went back to the '80s, my guy. <laughs> like, well, you, you know, I had to, I had to go back. I mean, because unfortunately, I mean, there's just not a lot of teams. No, I did leave off one team, and I'll mention that team as now. This once again will go down Wix list as the top five NBA dynasties. So, are we going worst to first? Or are we going? I'm going to five to one. Okay, worst to first. So, I'm going as far as the top five without Michael Jordan. So, these are teams I want you to think about without Michael Jordan. Okay. The so teams that, that you did, want me to sit here and think would they win a championship if LeBron was on there? Like, nah, I'm joking. Nah, nah. You nah, know, nah. when it comes to basketball, I'm a LeBron guy. So, go. Well, we're both LeBron guys, and that's for a good reason because he's he's the man, he's the king. You don't tag the king without. So once again. to go down Wix list. Now, I have a number five, which is more or less a glorified, not, a, not necessarily a homer pick, but it, it's, it's a popular pick. Okay. So, I'm going to go with the Miami Heat from 2010 to 2014. Okay. James, uh, LeBron James wins his third MVP during this stretch. They win back-to-back championships. Now, one of them, now they won back-to-back and they lost the third one against the San Antonio Spurs. But they did win back-to-back, and they went, think about it, they lost to the Mavericks, they go back-to-back, and then they lose to San Antonio. That's four appearances to the finals. And they went 500. Not to mention, you're playing with possibly three Hall of Famers, a Hall of Fame GM and Pat, Pat Riley. You're talking about Chris Bosh, uh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James, of course, right. with their supporting cast. Eric Spolster, which should eventually be a Hall of Fame coach. I believe he's a smart, I wouldn't say young man because he's older than me, but he's a smart coach. I expect he's a young man. But as far as being in that Miami, I mean, don't get me wrong, it started early with Dwayne Wade and Shaq. But it kind of cultivated to this mega force that we see in a lot of teams doing now where they're grouping these all-stars together. So what, why it made the top five for me, um, um, Kamikaze, was the fact that this is the beginning of the super teams. Even though we do consider the Celtic team of Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen pretty much a super team in retrospect. This was the first time that free agents... Because you remember that that was a trade situation with the Celtics. This was the first time two free agents chose to join another all-star. And hey, let's go party down to Miami. Let's go win championships. Not one, not two, not three, not four. <laughs> and you remember that. Oh, and that's going to go down to NBA that was, history. That was, a, that was a decision, man. And not to mention the hoopla that surrounded... The prelude to that decision, the decision video. Yeah, that was before I was a LeBron fan, by the way. Take my talents to South hater. Beach. He I was said. a LeBron hater when that happened. All right, so we're going to go to number four. And number four is a little bit of history lesson. I'm going to take you to the period between 94 and 95. 
And I'm going to call this the pure basketball era because this is an era without Michael Jordan where he was figuring things out. His father oh, just died. Bad boys, huh? No, this is Houston Rockets. This is Akeem Olajuwon. Oh, okay. This is the beginning of the mystique of Robert Ory, Mr. Big Shot. Oh, big Shot, right. Vernon Maxwell. Not to mention... Uh, eventual Hall of Famer, now Today Hall of Famer. Today is the anniversary. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Today is the anniversary of a, of 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 a shot that uh, Robert Ory hit for the Lakers too. I just watched that video earlier, which made me put him on the list. Which remember now, remember that name, Robert Ory, because somehow he's uh, on this list quite damn a lot. Uh huh. But and that don't a man got nine championships? A man has more than Michael. I know that. Now, granted, he didn't win them all, but he sure held win a lot of games, though, Malik. Yeah. I mean, kamikaze. So, once again, Rudy Tomjanovich, you're playing in a basketball era, Malik, kamikaze, that you don't have to worry about Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. You're playing everybody else but Michael Jordan. And you're seeing, once again, Akeem Olajuwon win the MVP. And you're seeing for future Hall of Famer Clyde Drexler leave the Tor- Portland Trailblazers, which he could not win a NBA championship because he ran into Michael. And he couldn't get to the championship itself, the finals, because he kept running into Magic and, and the Lakers. Not to mention, the Pistons beat him as well. Seven-time champion is Robert Ory, by the way. Seven-time champion. So I'm going to go with number three on the next one. And this one really should be the easiest of them all. And it's only number three. And I'm going to go with the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. Between 99 number three. and 2014. Because Ooh. during that period, my friend, Kamikaze, 99, championship. 03, championship. 05 championship, 07 championship, easily could have been the team That's of the two thousands. Three. Well, I well, I've got a little bit of history lesson to come. Okay, give me bear the with lesson. Me. Let me pause. Now, Let once again, I'm going to go with the San Antonio Spurs and reason why they won five championship. The second greatest coach in the NBA history, in Greg Popovich. Not to mention future Hall of Famer David Robinson to kick off the '99 championship with. I believe a rookie or maybe a two-year Tim Duncan at the time. Easily number one power forward in NBA history. Now, let that resonate. Number one? Kevin McHale in the name. Power forward. You power forward. Position on me. Power forward in NBA history. Not to mention, Tony Parker, managing Obley, winning you probably 03, 05, and 07. Got to give a Bruce Bowen shout-out, by the way, in 99, because you're not winning that championship without the best defensive player in the league at the time. And I'm sorry, it was not Rodman that year. It was Bruce Bowen. And not to mention, here we go again, Kamikaze. Robert Ory is on the 03, 05, and I believe might be 07 team as well. No, I don't believe he's on the... Wait... He's on at least two or three of those years when they win championships, which just adds on to the future history of Robert Ory. 
Not to mention, takes a hell of a chest bump by Chris, Steve Nash into the scores table, if you remember that. I'm not sure if you do. Now, the next two should be pretty simple. They're the faces of the NBA. And I'll go with number two, and that's the Boston Celtics during the 81-86 to 86 season. Three championships. Larry Bird wins three, counted three kamikaze consecutive MVP awards. Now, this is when Magic is in the league. Michael's in the league. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas. Charles Barkley. Patrick Ewing. All these players that are future Hall of Famers. And this hick from French Lick wins MVP three consecutive times. Which goes into the... Well, I, and I digress. There's a lot of other players in that mix. Chief Robert Parrish. The second greatest power forward in NBA history. Kevin McHale. And you have uh, Casey Jones. Chris Ford manning those teams. I had to give a little history lesson there only because you can't have a dynasty list without the Boston Celtics. And number one, Kamikaze, on the Wix list of the top NBA dynasties without Michael Jordan's name being on them, the 2000 through 2002 L.A. Lakers, three straight championships, you're talking about arguably one of the best centers in the league at the time, if not history. I'm not sure if Hall of Famer is he is he a Hall of Famer yet? Has he been down that that road? No, Shaq has not been. Shaq is a Hall of Famer. Shaq is a, so he's already so that's Hall of Famer Shaq. Kobe will go in this year, which is arguably one of the best shooting guards in NBA history. Five championships himself. Collecting three of those later, I'm sorry, two of those later on down the road. Phil Jackson as your coach, coaching for his seventh, eighth, and ninth championship, not to mention Rick Fox, Brian Shaw. Uh, you have collections, you have, oh God, what is his name? Ron Harper coming into that team. You had guys like uh, Glenn Rice winning a ring during that period. Shaquille O'Neal was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in the class of 2016. Him and Allen Iverson had on that class, by the way. And then once again, who do we have on this list to top off the number one team? Well, you said it earlier, Kamikaze. Bad Boys. Robert Ory. Uh, once again, on the list as the number one. As a Los Angeles Lakers, though, right? As a Los Angeles Lakers. So he's on this list as a Rocket, uh-huh. as a Spur, okay. and as a Laker. So, so you wanted my response to that list? I wanted the response. So his, what my do you response th- to my, that list, and my history don't go as deep as his, but I'm definitely putting the Lakers on it twice because I count the Lakers dynasty as two separate dynasties. The Shaq dynasty and the Powell dynasty. Both but, but, Kobe but, Bryant. But what dynasty would you would you personally want to be a part of? 
I would have wanted to be a part of because that's like the Shaq Dynasty because I think that they had more fun, which is why it made the top top one because I could have went Kobe later right with with Paul Gasol, or I, I could have like, went earlier with the eight championship or the five championships that Magic won in the eighties. Well, the Lakers would have been on this list twice. They both would have been the Kobe Lakers, no Magic Lakers. I have no experience with the Magic Lakers, so I can't talk about them. You feel me? I would have put the Bad Boy Pistons on this list because I just don't like Michael Jordan. <laughs> so anybody that beat on beat up on him, I'm 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 all for it. You know, I would have put uh, the Spurs on this list as number one because their dynasty lasted the longest. Like, how could you not take that in consideration? Spurs at three? That is crazy to me. And that's why why I love the Wix (laughs) list. Because you get this, you know, you you put a list out there. It's kind of like you you put a a message out there on Facebook or on Twitter. And you just get the kind of responses you want from it. But let me say this. I, so far, I've only agreed with one one team that you got on this list, and that's that Lakers team. Oh no, and the Spurs. So that's two teams. Okay. So wait, and is that oh, is that only because Kamikaze that you're not familiar with this Houston Rockets team? Part of the reason why they wouldn't be on my list is because I'm not a fan of them. Uh, but you feel me? We're doing a list like this. I'm Lakers all in right now, so. I feel like we gotta, you know, like you can't put the Shaq Kobe Lakers on this list without putting the Powell Kobe Lakers on this list because it took much more effort for Kobe to win the two he won with Powell than it did for them to win. Like that shit just came natural with Shaq. You feel me? It was e- I mean, no, let me not say that because ne- winning a championship is never easy. But when you speak. With godlike figures in Kobe Bryant and Shaq. Shaq, the greatest big man I've ever seen play this game. You know, and Kobe, like you said, arguably the greatest shooting guard of all time. You know. Agreed. So, like, it just was like, it felt like it was easier with Shaq than it was with Powell. You know, because he had to whip them boys into shape. He almost, and you, you saw that almost in the documentary. And you saw almost all that in the documentary where you saw Kobe willing Powell. You didn't have to really will Shaq. Shaq already had that mentality. Now, the reason why the Rockets even made the list is you, you have to remember. They swept the Orlando Magic that year with Penny Hardaway. With Shaquille O'Neal, young Shaquille O'Neal, running the floor Shaquille O'Neal, Dennis Scott, Nick Anderson. I mean, that was a talented team. And he swept them. And he swept them. Um, So, that's the only disagreements I have with your list. My uh, problem, another problem I have with your list is where are the Warriors? And that was the team that I mentioned in the beginning of Wick's list that I didn't want to put on here. And that was just for personal reasons. And I don't care what you say about it, and I don't care what the podcast world to say about it. We don't care what the Twitter world got to say about it. 
I want to put up any of these five teams, these five dynasties against that Warriors team, and I'll bet you they come out on top over those Warriors teams. But I want neutral refs that call it both ways. You can't give me the soft refs now. I want refs that call it both ways, hard and soft fouls. Because there's no way in hell the Warriors are going to get through any of these teams. You told me Draymond Green gets in Shaq's face. Oh, he's getting hurt. Hey, look. I just I, I had so to bring, I had to leave somebody them had to bring them warriors. I up. was going to leave look, them as honorable mention at the end. I but you beat me to it. If it was my list, I'd have left the motherfuckers off too. I don't fuck with them. So <laughs> I mean, don't be wrong. We both are big fans of Clay, but when it comes to Warriors, I'm sorry, they're just. <laughs> I'm sorry, and they're probably be my my 2000 whatever version of the Bulls of the 90s. I just don't like them. I respect the hell out of the players. I like Steve Kerr. I think that still should be Mark Jackson's team. But if Steve Kerr was the guy who take him over, I you know I I have opinions, right? And I have a podcast, and we're gonna talk that shit. All right, so. Now that we're done with Wixless, and since it was about the last dance, and it jogged my memory about, you know, another trash take, and I don't remember exactly which uh, person it came from, but I seen something on Twitter, you know, right after the season finale of The Last Dance, and it basically said, if you... it had to be Skip Bayless. It had to be Skip Bayless. Because mm. it couldn't have been nobody else, what, it, what I'm about to say. It said, if you still believe that LeBron James is the GOAT after watching that, something is wrong with you. I don't remember exactly what it said. But something was wrong with you. So, here's my thing. You want me to take something that Michael Jordan allowed to be recorded had complete editing rights and only allowed the messages he wanted to portray to be portrayed to shape my opinion on who's the GOAT when I have two eyes, you feel me? And I can see LeBron James is a small forward who is also the best point guard that ever played the game. Thank you. Like, you cannot tell me that a guy can do multiple things, can go to the finals. What? How many times? How many straight times? Nine? Eight? You know? Nine or eight straight times. Like, bro, granted, he's three and six. So, I guess I guess it was eight straight times because one of the times he went to the finals, it wasn't in a row. Okay. You feel me? So... I'm sorry, but before Michael started winning championships, he couldn't make it to the finals. So what? LeBron lost to the finals. You know, he was making it more often than Jordan was. And at the end of it all, LeBron's going to be top five in points scored, assists, you know, probably some, probably rebounding. 
It's probably going to be somewhere high up on blocks. You know, I don't know. Now, remember, Kamikaze, that list, one of those attributes, assist, once he becomes the number one assist, he'll be topping the great John Stockton, which is by no means a a feat amongst itself. John Stockton was and will always be one of the greatest passers in NBA history. But I want to just touch on that if you're done. If you're not done. Not yet, because I want to connect this to my other kamikaze bone for earlier. You see how I just put LeBron on a pedestal for passing? Don't ever question how I feel about passing, because if you cannot pass in a game of basketball, you should not be on the motherfucking court. Because there's a such thing as a smart basketball play. And great players, great passers, always make a smart basketball play. So I'm never knocking a great passer. I'm knocking a guy because he can't do what everybody expects of him. Can't fucking score points. That's the problem with Ben Simmons. Wow. And I'll just touch on this. As far as comparisons, I will go a little bit off the court a little bit. LeBron James is ten times the greatest off the court leader, organizer, businessman. I mean, granted, Jordan got into Nike and made it what it is now. Right. There's no one going to deny that. But as far as youth, schools, organizing, being available, LeBron is that guy. The championships are getting to them. And you can never look past the fact that, much like Michael, LeBron dominated that Eastern Conference. There wasn't a, there wasn't a championship without him, whether in the Heat or with Cleveland for years. And this is one factor that I think a lot of people forget. Is that Michael Jordan had one of the greatest college coaches at North Carolina, Dean Smith. He had three years of that tutelage. LeBron James came out of high school. Came out of high school. I said it. Came out of high school like this. Did not have the greatest, one of the greatest, most winningest winningest coach in college basketball history teaching him at North Carolina at one of the greatest college basketball institutions ever created. He did not have this. And to go to that many finals... And to win the games in the finals that he did, because he not only just won it as a team with game, with teams like the Heat. We all can remember the game, the the series between the Cavs and the Warriors being down three one, coming back, forty point game after thirty point game after forty point game. Basically, and he's a guy. That unlike in the system of the triangle with Phil Jackson, he's constantly trying to get his teammates involved. He's never going to be a guy that detriments you or shoots you down. 
He's going to be a guy that encourages you. That looks into you with something that you haven't seen in yourself. And that why Kamikaze... Mr. James is the GOAT. What? Did you just call James the GOAT? I did not stutter. Bro. And you're talking to a Larry Bird fan. I mean, just call it LeBron James the greatest of all time. All around. So proud of him. All around. All around, bro. All around. I 100%. You can throw championships all you want at me. But did Michael Jordan go to that many finals? Championships are a team feat for one. So if you only consider championships in a, in a GOAT conversation, we have a problem. Because you can't win a championship without a team. Michael didn't win none of them championships without Scotty. Michael don't win none of them championships without Scotty. Y'all seen in the last dance, when Scotty wasn't playing, Michael was frantic. Oh, Rodman, I need you to step up. I need you not to be in Vegas. I need you not to be fucking Madonna. <laughs> Well, I, I can't knock the guy for covering a lecture, though. I can't knock the guy for I can't knock the guy for nothing he did. I'm fucking respect Dennis Rodman for understanding that, hey, I need to blow off some steam. I can't do this right now. You feel me? Like, give me a break. I come back and I be a baller. I think that And goes, he did it. I, think I mean, that, he didn't come back on time, but he did it. I think that goes to more of the understanding of Phil Jackson, knowing that, hey. Greatest coach in the NBA history. of all time. History. I don't care what nobody say. History. I'm Pop, sorry. You the man. Red but you ain't back, Phil Jack. You're you the man. You ain't Phil Jackson. You're nobody's Phil Jackson. Bullshit. But it's 11.02 over here right now while we're recording this. You probably won't hear it right now. But Pat Wick got to go into work tomorrow. I'm actually off. So we're going to wrap this show. Um, Once again, we'd like to thank all of you. And you can find us... On, I'm not supposed to say that yet. You're supposed to do the Carter's thing. Once again, we like to thank all of our advertising Carter's Barbecue, just plain good. You can find them in Mulberry and Lake Wales. Once again, all your party catering needs, you can find them at Carter's Barbecue, just plain good. Go see them, Carter'sBarbecue.com. Once again, I am. Pat Wick, Drake Kamikaze, and this is the Undisputed Sports Broadcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Pod, a whole bunch of other uh, sources, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. Just search the Undisputed Sports Broadcast. Um, you'll see a picture of me and Pat Wick eventually. We are going to video, bitches! And that will be, everything will be updated. We're getting in some new equipment. We're setting get, up our studio. You finally get to see our pretty faces. Finally get to see our pretty you faces. You finally get to see Kamikaze's Ravens gear. But, like I said earlier in the Kamikaze Bomb, if you got any takes on sports... Just remember. Holla at him. I'm 27 years old and I probably know more history than you. Holla at him. I don't care how old you is. I don't Challenge care how him. deep it go. Trust me. I will do my research. Big trust. I will argue with you. All day on Twitter. But remember. That when I sit down to record this show. You will be mentioned. And I didn't mention the guy today. Because it was my first one. But. 
I'm going to start freaking calling out y'all fucking names so these people can come at y'all. <laughs> Just remember, we can't do this show without the listeners. So please like, subscribe, share the show on all of those platforms. Any platform you may listen to your podcast, you can find us there, I'm pretty sure. You know how to find. Just come search us. Once come again, find us. Big wo- trust. Woo woo. Once again, I am Pat Wick and Drake Kamikaze, and this is the USB Undisputed Sports Broadcast. Bigger tablet. Okay, yeah. So I probably just.